0: Welcome to Activating Podcast
1: number four. Topic today is vital. Good morning, welcome to Friday. Today is July 30th. We got one more day to end the celebratory month of July. Our day and month of independence to recognize uh, what was written in 1776, ratified thereafter to give us our rights and our protective rights of the of of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I want to share this real quick because I've been asked, like, I don't know where you were going on this video or in this podcast. Uh, I want you to understand that it is a crossover. People say, "Well, I thought it was going to be a church service." I said, man, it sounded more political." I want you to understand that it. it when you go to, if you go to, uh, the podcast on Spotify, activating podcast, uh, you'll see that the introduction says we're a discussion and communicative place of faith and reason where those two places come together and in our constitution it was written to protect the church as well as citizens of our nation from a tyrannical government we have constitutional rights the church has a constitutional right and that is the separation of church and state it does not mean that the church does not have a an authority or a position in our community, our society, and our nation. We do. It's just that we're separated and we're protected from that separation of church and state. That was not written for the benefit of the government. It was written for a benefit of the church and you as the people of this nation. No different than our freedom of speech and amendment number one or second amendment to bear arms and the right to bear arms wasn't written for the benefit of the government, it was written for the benefit of the people of this country. And no different than the church, the church wasn't established for the government and it wasn't established for the church itself, but it was actually the result of the establishment of the people. And so let's get into that. And what do you think about what I just said? And so so, and, and so here's a topic that as I, Announced today, a somber announcement that just came to us yesterday at uh, uh, just a few hours ago. Uh, it's four o'clock in the morning, and on Friday, the thirtieth of July, and Thursday, the somber announcement came. The time has come. It is a joyous time, but it's a somber time, and it just connected to what we've been uh, ministering and teaching in the church as far as the Book of Acts. So, in Acts chapter two, verse forty, we talked about that a vital church grows. And we looked at the definition of that vital, that vital, which means absolutely necessary. Vital means to be absolutely necessary. It means to be important. It means to be essential. It also means vital also refers to being indispensably important or indispensable to the continuance of life. And that's why when we had this shutdown this last year, the word essential was used. In other words, the word, these are vital industries or vital locations and services. They were essential, meaning that they were indispensable to the continuance of life. And I want you to understand this. This channel or this podcast is for that reason. What's the reason? Discuss and communicate between faith and reason where they meet the status and current condition of our nation United States of America and our constitutional communicative topics of our constitutional rights and freedoms and what is that what that means is that it's a crossover it's not the church it's not politics it's where those things come together and so when we look at this we can see that we didn't shut down in 2020 because we were vital and I communicated to that. We were essential, I communicated to that. Now the people were oppressed and restricted because it was a stay home order. The protector or holder legal, legally wise is the Supreme Court, court right? What's, what, what is your, what is, do you not believe that too? That the Supreme Court is the Supreme authority judicial wise to uphold and defend the constitutional right. That's why these cases go there so that they can make a ruling. And they ruled on behalf of the church that the church and state are separated. There's a separation that the church cannot be controlled. And that's written in in, in our first amendment. And uh, when we think about this, that so that the government cannot sponsor a one church or one denomination because then it becomes a political church or church of the state then it's controlled, it's manipulated, and it become a puppet. And it can also be tyrannically influential into the body of the other churches and the body of other, or the other body of Christ, so to speak, right? And so because of that, the government cannot sponsor uh, one church, one religion, one denomination, because they cannot control that. Now, that's not what the topic's about, but what it's talking about is being vital, and so we made a decision in, in, in the introduction of the closure of our state of California in the COVID 19 that we are vital, that we are absolutely important, we're necessary. We do a lot more than just the church, we have a community center where students walking home can come in and get a snack, water, soda pop, uh, have AC, and sit down. There, we have a cafe where they can come and sit. And uh, do the homework, or uh, right, you know, our church also uh, hopefully wants to and continue to, uh, and hopefully we're making that impact against teen suicide. Uh, we we when I I'll, I'll do another podcast on that, but our community center um, has been vital to that, where kids can uh, stop here for a couple of hours before going home and having to be home alone before their parents get home, and so we also do uh, uh, Second Amendment advocacy and awareness. We're trying to teach people and and, and educate them on our freedom and right to bear arms. We also offer introduction to firearms. Uh, We do uh, firearm safety, uh, safe handling. Uh, We also have firearms so that they can actually physically learn how to rack and and load uh, all types of uh, firearms. We also are developing our high school skate and, and trap shotgun club. And so we realize we are vital. Why? Because we also do church-sponsored uh, and community center outreach to those who are homeless, those needing recovery, and also reach out to those uh, in transitional living. We have a reach-out program. So we reach out to those who are living, um, living uh, in transitional housing, you know, like the local motels. They have to be there 28 days and so forth. And so uh, we provide all these services. And so that's vital. It is indispensable. If this would shut down, then we're now dispensable to the continuance of life. And I believe that our numbers that prove the meals, we don't feed the homeless. We have meals at the church. I eat at the church. We did this. As a family, my wife would cook our meals, bring it to the church, and therefore we would eat our dinner at the church. And when somebody came, we'd serve them a plate. Why? Because they're part of our family now. They walked into uh, our sanctuary, our living room, our cafe. uh, And so now we're eating dinner. Now you're welcome to eat dinner with us because when you feed, you have restrictions. When you feed, you need health, uh, health department clearances. But you don't need those things when you sit down to have a meal at home. And no different. There's no law governing a meal in the park. You can have a picnic or you can have your meal in the park and they cannot shut you down for that. Why? Because of our constitutional rights, because we have a right to eat. It's a human, uh, it's a right of our humanity to eat and survive and to continue to be sustainable. And so that's why we were never shut down in our Outreach ministry or reach out ministries because we do not feed. You can't control us. You can't dictate us. We have meal. We have a right to eat, and so everybody in America has a right to eat, just like a right to live and a right to shelter and so forth. We'll do another podcast on that. And so we told the the, the, the city and law enforcement, "You're not shutting us down. We're energetic. We're alive. We're we're, mold, we're we're, we're moving during this pandemic. It was the people that were restricted. And therefore, God has taken us in a circle of this topic vital. How does that mean? Is that there's two points of vital. In Acts chapter 2, verse 40, the Bible teaches us, as Paul narrates through the book of Acts, the actions of Peter, James, and John, and the, the disciples, the apostles there, that they were a church that were growing. Why? Because they were a vital church. It was actually the first church. They were a citizens that were oppressed and, 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 and had need. And the government was tyrannical. I mean, what are your thoughts when you read the Bible? When you think about the birth of Jesus Christ and the birth of the church and the crucifixion in between all that, it was a tyrannical government. It was oppressive government, a controlling government. Even the church was tyrannical. Come on, somebody, because they crucified Jesus. They had that authority and that power. And so, what's your thought on that? We'll do another podcast. Reach out to us on one of our social media sites. for uh, Facebook, Ray Garcia, or Ray and Claudia Garcia. Instagram, Ray and Claudia Garcia, or Papa Ray at, you know, at Instagram. Listen, the fact of the matter is that not only is the church needing to be vital to grow, you and I need to be vital to grow. Are you important? Now, we talked about this on Wednesday. You can go to the activate ministry page and listen to that service and that bible study but here's the thing god want god you're important to god that's regardless but that's just not it we are citizens we are contributors we're taxpayers we're americans we need to be effective there as well not only just in the church and here's what happens in the church and leading into our somber announcement and addressment i want to share a thought on that that my dad says this and this is a saying that just resonates in me we're so heavenly bound we're no earthly good we're so heavenly bound like oh there's the angels the clouds we're so heavenly bound you know trying to get into heaven or 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 focus just on that eternity that we're no good here on this earth when we talk about being separated of church and state or not of this word world not of this world that we're no effective we're we're we're, we're, we're so heavenly bound we're no earthly good but we're supposed to live in that where faith and reason comes together and that's what this podcast is it's not preaching about the church and it's not communicating about politics it's where faith and reason come together and we do talk about all those topics church faith and reason of our nation and our constitutional rights of who we are as countrymen and women of the United States of America. Here it is, the vital, and we shared that because the vital church grew, the church that's absolutely necessary, important, essential. And we were proud, we're proud to say that even today, that we continue to put people into recovery homes. I made calls, and even though they were not taking, my own cousin Billy, my, my, my cousin Billy, my oldest cousin, Ability was able to get into American recovery and start his journey of recovery and his spiritual life uh, back into his faith with God. During the pandemic, when a county uh, non faith, non church recovery center was not taking anybody, we were able to communicate that and sponsor that. So we are vital. We were essential. We were indispensable to the continuance of life. I'm going to just say this my cousin Billy, uh, who's away right now at uh, Penn University, and um,
0: would he have lived? Would he have continued if the church had been
1: dispensable? Had the church not been vital? That being said, there was only one person in the church. That was me, myself, and my son. And that's where the thought came on Wednesday that I must be vital because I'm absolutely necessary. I'm absolutely necessary in marriages. Why? Because when I marry somebody, I give them a life-long warranty of marital counseling. Um, essential to the parenting of the home. Why? Because we're counsel and guidance. I'll pay referee, so to speak, in and, and, and discussions and divisions within the church and within, within the home. Um, necessary for the guidance and hopefully the testimony of the church. And so in this, the church itself could not do this. It's not a political government. Amen. It's ran by the body, the fivefold ministry. And so I must be vital as well because I must be important. I must uh, be uh, absolutely necessary. I must be essential, indispensable to the continuance of life. If I'm not here preaching, then we die spiritually, at least in our congregation, in our community, for what the people that the the individuals that God leads us to be impactful to. In this case, my cousin. That interaction between his judicial oversight and his recovery oversight and today he's alive and, and 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 pressing forward if we had been shut down i don't know where that would be you get what i'm saying so here's the point where this podcast comes to take the church and the nation and where we come together it's a crossover so let me show you this crossover because when you think about the constitution of the united states of america that our forefathers wrote the separation of the church and state, it was not on the behalf of the church. I mean, it was, let me correct that. It was not on behalf of the government. It was on the behalf of the church and the protection for the people that the government could not come in. And, and, and this is what the, you gotta read and you gotta listen, read the constitution and, and read the amendments and the bill of rights. You, you gotta study that to a certain degree Because I want you to understand this in the Constitution, it is written that the church would be separated from the the state and didn't mean that we're restricted. We don't have a voice. We don't have a position. And here I'm going to say it, that we would not have an authority in the near future. We are an authority. We do have a position and we do have a place. But the Constitution was written not to protect the government. It was written. To protect the people. What do you think? What's your thought on that? And let's do a podcast just on that thought alone. Because today in fighting against our First Amendment or more even our Second Amendment or even our Fourth Amendment and the overreach of you know, search and seizures of property and everything or even our Fifth Amendment, the, the right to keep silent, you can listen to podcast number two either on, on our YouTube page or on Spotify, where the more we speak, we incriminate. And the right that the government has to show up on your doorstep, that all, those two amendments were dealt with on podcast number two. And the, the, the fact of the second amendment, the government trying to use that constitution and twist it to their benefit. No, that was written for me. It was written for you. It was written for us as a country. And so here, here's a thought I want you to kind of look at with me and listen to me with me and talk, discuss this with me. That the fact that the church wasn't established for the government, separation of church and state, and it was not established for the church. It was established for us as the people. And I want you to see this. People say, well, the church was established for the people. Well, isn't then that mean that the church is the government, the governing spiritual body for the people listen I want you to hopefully help me with your thought on this and this is why I want to emphasize on that as I share this thought on this somber announcement
0: the church was not established
1: so that we would benefit the church the church was established so it would be a benefit to the people. And just to hopefully get the clear message of the thought that was shared on Wednesday's Bible study lesson, is that we do not get our identity from the church. I wanna be careful with that. This is my thought, what's yours? If you think I'm just la 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 la, and you have a, a biblical, or a standing truth that corrects mine, I would love to discuss that. I would love to hear your position on that. Because the identification is that the church gets its identity from the people. And I think we've been established that we think the people get their identity because of their church. You know, grace church, praise church, Holy Ghost church. And we get our identity from that establishment. When you think about, I don't know what you think on this, but when you think about uh, the time where the church, this church, vital church in Acts chapter 2 verse 40 began to be established. It was by the people. There was no church. It was a movement. And Jesus rose discipled and sent those disciples into all of judea and jerusalem and throughout all the world to establish the people to be the church and today the church is is an establishment but many times we get our identity from that the name that we bear over our buildings on our letterheads and we say we are uh the river church and so forth and so on what about the fact that the people that were added to the church daily over three thousand being added they became the identity of the church peter became the identification of the church two-thirds of the new testament is written by the identification of a, of a tyrannical uh citizen saul from tarsus persecuting the church finding jesus so to speak come on somebody and getting saved and now being an apostle and writing two-thirds of the new testament and so we saw that transition and two-thirds of the bible is written by the identity of a transformed tyrannical citizen that was persecuting the movement of god and now today we Realize that even in Paul in the book of Acts, and we'll talk about that. When people begin to talk about, oh, I'm of Apollos and you are of Paul, he shut that down because once again, it was an established identity, an established, it was an attempt organically. And this happens. I'm going to just tell you this it happens. It's a huge, it's a spirit, it's a living organism that whatever name we bear, we become identified by that. But what are your thoughts that the people are actually the identification of the church? And so that's why we have a name, Activate Ministries, for our community service or community ministry. And our church is a separate name because those who come to that are the identification of that. And those who participate in the community community center is always evolving and revolving in its identification. In other words, we have seasons of who's in the church and and who's in the community center. And so I share this thought because I I wanted to emphasize that that you are the identity of who we are as a church. It's not who we are as a church that gives you your identity. And I believe that's what hinders the growth of the people. They're like, well, you know, man, because I've had this said, well, I don't want to be a praise chapel. Uh, I don't want to be part of this divisional fellowship. I don't want to be. Praise chapel Christian Fellowship. I don't go by those names. Uh, and, and because they've been hurt by it, they've been offended by a title or identification, identifying factor. But really, I, 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 I share this thought, and I would like to hear what your thought is. But I believe you bring the identity to the church. And that's the purpose of Ephesians 4:12, fivefold, the fivefold ministry is to equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry the saints are going to be that identification when you think about the book of acts and stephen uh, he became that identifier of the first pastoral staff not the apostolic staff the pastoral staff and he became that identification of the church paul became that uh, apostolic uh, identification of the church in which we have two-thirds in the new testament that being said i want you to be encouraged that you are the identification of the church, your church, this church, any church, and it's not the identification of the church to be the identifier of the people. We're not trying to make you praise chapel. We're not trying to make you a, a you know a, a, a robot or a cookie cut of that. Praise chapel or whatever church you're in was established by a spiritual move of the Holy Ghost, and you cannot defraud that it is established it's testimonial it's evidence-based of its effectual existence and i'm proud to be praise chapel but i'm also proud to be activate ministries because of what we do in our community both community both constitutional in our programs for second amendment education and so forth and so on that's our identification. And, I'm, and so what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is that leading into this announcement is I believe that this individual was also part of the identifying factor of who we've been and uh, uh, who God's allowed us to reach. Um, and so before I close that thought, I want you to understand this, that you are the identifying factor of who we are as a church. You are the identification of who we are as a community center. All those high school students that come through here, our community center offering them a place to come and sit, you know, a safe, protected place, uh, non-denomination, non-biased place. They can come, do their homework before their parents get home, have a snack, grab some chips, ding-dongs, twinkies, whatever, and water soda pop and just fellowship and hopefully our our attack against teen suicide is effective uh, people wanting to get into uh, their second amendment right they can come here and uh, get some awareness and training and education and those who are here during those sessions are the identity if we could put all the pictures up we're celebrating 20 years If we can put all the pictures up of who identifies who we are it's not the church name or the church establishment that identifies them.
0: They are the identifier, you are the identifier.
1: Seven years ago, God challenged us as a church and a ministry to open up the front doors. Why is that important? I'll share that so I don't have to go into detail. But my son, uh, Joshua, he elopes. And so we had a very repetitive record of running out of the building. So we would lock all the exterior doors and leave the key uh, available so, and, or assign a key to certain people that will work in the door. So when people came and see people left, they would be ready. Our fire drill was if you had a key, you would report to the door to unlock it so people could leave. And so God began to deal with this in 2014. And in that year, he spoke to me and said, open up the door. It was a Saturday. And here's what I'm what I'm focusing on for trying to take a long story short, that he was challenging us as a family to trust him to another level. When we opened the door, God brought three men into the church, a teacher
0: and a uh,
1: professional, a realtor, professional, a business owner, professional. And in that three, it was amazing because it was in those three individuals that we relinquished our trust into God over, because they, because of us opening and being obedient, opening up that front door, those three individuals would always pass through here, but the doors will always be locked, even though we'd be in here, the doors would be shut. And because of the way the building's laid out, you if by the time you get in front of our building, you have to look back like this so When you look over, you actually have to be looking ahead, and so the humanistic ways that you look over a building, you just see the door on the wall. That's it. So you think we're closed. You don't see no activity. By opening up that door, these three men, going through the parking lot for the very first time over a period of months and even possibly a year, finally saw the door open to this church. The realtor drove uh, was. Cross street at the Planet Fitness was making a U-turn to go west. So you you could only leave the parking lot going east. Made a real quick left into the parking lot. Would make his U-turn and go west. When he made his U-turn into the parking lot, oh my God, the door is open. He walked in. The other uh, biblical teacher, professional, would pass by here on his way to work and his way to home. Driving by, oh my God, that door is finally open. The business owner, the businessman and professional would buy twos right here at Two Shack, was making his rounds, saw the church door open. And I want you to understand this. Some were able to admit it and some weren't, or maybe just never got around to it. But those three men were in need. They weren't in need because they were lost. They were in need because they had something in them that God wanted to release through them. and I can tell you this as the pastor, whether they like it or not or agree with it or not, I'm the shepherd. and as the shepherd, I saw that. They had need. and so we were here to serve them. We have always had this model. You're not here to build our church. Our church here is to build you. That's what I mean that you're not here to give us an uh, to give us a name to build our name. We're here, this name is here to build you because you are the identification of the church when you walk out and go to your homes and your community and your jobs. You are the identification of what this church, who this church, and how the kingdom of God is identified, not just this building. And so, I knew because the Holy Spirit was leading me that these
0: three men were in need. And
1: for those that witnessed that season especially in the year 2015, when our recovery home and our discipleship campus was full flowing, those young men could witness to that as well. Uh, Brother Joe Ortiz is one of those brothers. You'll find him on Facebook, real good brother, and so on and so forth. But listen, out of those three, we put our trust in to open up those doors. And I'm blessed to say, One of those brothers we've lost contact with. Uh, The second brother, we sporadically have conversation. I have more conversation with his brother and his dad and his, you know, his family. They're doing well. But there was one brother and that brother for the last seven years has been vital. To not only my home, my personal family, my life. He's been vital to the church. He is an identification, an identifying factor of who we are as a church and a community center. And yesterday, I got a phone call. And he uh, he said he needed to stop by uh, because the time had come. My dear brother Joseph Orozco and his wonderful, beautiful wife, Catherine, And uh, the the last couple of years, they've had this vision of leaving California and moving to, to Carolina, South Carolina. And we saw that unfold. We saw it develop. We saw, and I want you to know that this is the first time that I've seen Uh, this unfold with patience they never jumped through hoops to make it happen they just waited on God and I'll tell you in the last couple of years there were things critical things crucial things essential things like our dear sister's father passing away there were things that needed to take place and they were here for those things and as brother Joseph said he said the time has come you got the month right, we just got the year wrong. And it's so true. It was in August, August of last year that they were planning to be gone. And a lot of things happened. Uh, Brother Joseph was assaulted during the COVID-19 uh, pandemic at his job in Alhambra uh, by uh, an individual that was walking in a closed parking lot. Attacked him. That set them back. Like I said. The, 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 the passing of. His beautiful wife's father. Our dear sister. And. Um, so God had a plan. But we finally see it unfolding. And so he came by yesterday. Uh, to say. That they are leaving. Uh, this Thursday. It is their time to depart. Uh, on the 5th of August so they are leaving into the month of August it's just the wrong year and and so I say that because I want to just share this little this thought with you when you are a, a vital uh, man of God or woman of God and the fact that even as a human and as a citizen of our nation you're vital you're vital as a citizen of our nation to make sure that you also contribute to the upholding and defending of our Constitution, the exercising and protection and the advocacy of our, our First Amendment right of freedom of speech, our Second Amendment right to bear arms, our Second, uh, our Third, and Fourth, and Fifth Amendments that remain silent. You have a right to remain silent. Anything you say can, will, incriminate will be used against you in a court of law and so if we're not defending these things and upholding these things then then we lose our vitality and the the essentialness of our existence and we then just exist and so my dear brother joseph oh my gosh let me let me just share this uh it's just so much joseph has a testimony joseph actually got saved and i want this is what i this, this is why I'm, if I could just sum it up with this, this is why I was talking about the church not being the identifier of who we are as the people of God or as citizens of this nation, but that we as citizens, we as men and women of God, children of God uh, in the church become the identification of that church. Because if you, when you see brother Joseph and those who have met, you would, Never really probably even understand this because brother Joseph is actually when he first got saved is a product of the Hollywood, North Hollywood church, the North Hollywood praise chapel church.
0: 30 some years ago.
1: He got saved in North Hollywood. In the North Hollywood Praise Chapel Church. This drug addict. Gangster. Or criminal. Radical. Drug using maniac. Walked into the church there. In North Hollywood. And got saved. And this is what I mean by incriminating. But it's so old. That church is no longer in existence. Where he got saved. That pastor is, 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 is not. Uh, over that church. And. When he got saved, he actually stayed in the, in the foyer of the church slash playing security and class, having a place to just lay his head so that he wouldn't lay in the streets and the alleys and go back to his ways of partying from hotel to hotel and so forth and so on. Man, can you imagine how vital that church was? And today, I want you to understand this. And Brother Joseph has been critically essential to a, a local church here and in uh, faith community and for many years. And then uh, today for <clears throat> man 15, 16 plus years, <clears throat> I think it's 13 years or plus for abundant living church in Ranch Cucamonga. He went to Bible college there, he's a teacher, and 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 so this is what I mean that he he had a need, and that need was to release all these gifts that he had, and he became a a, a, a Friday night Bible teacher. Uh, to the men in the recovery home, the men uh, in our uh, men's uh, discipleship campus, to the church body, uh, he would teach, you know, Bible study on Friday nights. He became the identification of what a Bible teacher should be, ought to be, and could be, and would be. Um, when my wife Claudia was recovering in her 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 four strokes in 2018, she was man having to get her mind rethinking and reestablished. That he actually taught a Bible, biblical, like college Bible class here in the church on Saturdays. And my wife was that student in there and it helped her to refresh those thoughts. What did I get that, you know, and, and because her mind, her brain was, man, just crippled by these strokes. One on the right side and three on the left. And he was crucial to that. Watching my wife be like a child in the word was so rejuvenating and re-inspiring of how we've continued up until this day since 2018, when she passed. He's been an identifying factor of accountability in my life through all the things that I've done throughout these, this, this, these last two years in the church. He's been uh, uh, an interim board member a a, a council in all the things witnessing all the things that I've had to do as a husband, as I have had to do as a parent and I've had to do as a shepherd. And, and I want you to understand that because that's where that thought comes from that even though he was not a member in our church and he doesn't have the placasso, the placard of praise chapel, He is the fruit of Praise Chapel, North Hollywood, 20 plus years ago, almost 30 years ago.
0: Yet, he would go to these mega
1: churches and still not identified by them. When I look at Joseph, when he came in, it just recently had departed. Uh, Well, not recently, but he had his reference to connections to uh, faith community I didn't think of Faith community when I saw him. And when I think about faith community, I could see how he impacted to be what faith community is, as well as an abundant living church and fellowship, because he was also that here. And I want you to understand it. He was a member in Rancho Cucamonga, but also a servant here locally in our church. And he has been an identifier. There are members in our church that have been impacted by his life and ministry. And so this Thursday, he departs Southern California to Carolina. Him and his family. Uh, I believe he said all his goods are gone on Saturday, uh, as he'll be there waiting to receive them. And it is a somber, somber announcement, but it's a celebratory. Uh, a joyful moment because we've seen this unfold i've seen this couple be so patient and trusting in God it is spe- I, I'm speechless on it. it is a great testimony of what it is and what it means biblically to wait upon the Lord as brother Joseph you said, we got the month right, the year wrong, and it came to be I want to thank this family uh, they I can say now today that they have been even a financial impact into our ministry as well. And I'm just blown away by their, their liberality and their gift and spirit of giving. It is actually, as I shared in podcast one and two, it is now set us up for the next four or five months so to speak. Amen. And, and so I, I, I share that with you because a lot of people, I know they'll say, man, pastor, we're, you know, I'm sad because you're going to lose that good friend. When we've lost people and people have left and departed, uh, not always losing them, but, you know, them now being released to go as the Holy Spirit's leading them. Uh, many have come to me and say, oh my God, I thought that was your friend. Or, or man, I thought that it would be the, the disciple that helped you and, and encouraged you. I'm telling you, there have been a lot, but there only been one. And Brother Joseph, because of the life that we've had to now learn to operate from in this last two and a half years and the departure of my wife, that he has been impactful. He has been a true friend. He is a true friend. Now we're extended all the way down to Carolina, and I'm praying that God will use him, uh, 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 use him even. Uh, in his ability to teach the Bible and and effectively in his new hometown there in Carolina and uh, that uh, the reality is that wherever he goes, if he attends a church or he just man God uses him to just uh, evangelistically teach in the city there, whatever it may be, a home Bible study, a home church, whatever. Uh, Or at a congregant in a local church, I believe he will be the identification or identifying factor of that congregation. That congregation will not be his identity. He will be the identity of what God's doing in that church. And I pray that you are able to be that as well in your church, in your community. Uh, If you live in a community, your community doesn't define you. If you work at a job, that job does not define you. You define that company. It is because of you that company is going to be successful. Um, you contribute to the financial success and sustainability of that company. They do not do that for you uh, because they make a greater profit than what you are earning in your wages. And they will always make decisions, amen, based on their uh, sustainability and longevity, their bottom line. And many will get laid off and lose their jobs in the count of that. So you. So I encourage you today, in our nation, in our country, you are the identifying factor of what makes America. Regardless of your, uh, of your color of your skin, uh, your economical upbringing, uh, your cultural thoughts and everything else, you are the identifying factor of what makes up America. The constitution is upheld and protected by your identification and how you function And operate in support of that and also in the faith that you in a community of of hope despair and broken people you become the identifying factor that that you are indispensable to the continuance of life, what does that mean that you are indispensable we cannot replace you, or you cannot be dispensable. You can't just be used and abused and thrown away because you are important and essential to the continuance of life. You have the words in the faith of the church. You have the wor- words of eternity, healing, breakthrough, deliverance, and, 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 and whether you get uh, a homeless off the street and into Project Key, uh, as we did, we're, we're blessed to be servants in that uh, this last year uh, into a hotel room, or, or to getting a woman. Uh, we have a new a partner, a brother, right here in West Covina, that started a women's home. If you know any women that that uh, are needing recovery, man, we'll, we'll connect you and get you there. See, because you can continue that life of that individual. I'm so blessed when I see on Facebook and Instagram people celebrating one year of sobriety, three years. There's a sister on on Insta, on Facebook that I saw three years of sobriety, and when they get their kids back and and so forth and so on, and their families reestablished. Uh, You are indispensable to the continuance of that life. If it wasn't for you uh, as the body of Christ, they would have never heard the gospel or never even been uh, given that opportunity to go into uh, a recovery home. And they could have died through their addiction. Uh, Our dear sister Lucy, uh, that's over there in Oxnard, I'm so blessed that my wife was so indispensable that because of a woman and her son that were uh, in transitional housing, We reached out in our program and and, and they came to the church and they they needed to get out of the hotel where they were living and next door. And and they got into another ministry that's not even in our fellowship and got placed there. Why? Because the church is not the identifier. The people of God bring the identification to those ministries. And because we knew one sister there, uh, Sister Raina, who ran and oversaw the women, she was the identifier of that church. And that ministry, we connected. My wife got her involved, uh, got her connected with Lucy. And today, that family has grown and blown up. We need you. God needs you. The church needs you. You don't need the church. The church needs you. It's the reason why we're existing today, to to, 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 to be there to equip you so that you can go on and be effective as the church and be the identifying factor, to be vital to the church. Yes, the church must be vital, but we're only vital because the people within the church are vital. Absolutely necessary, important, essential, indispensable to the continuance of life. The energy that you bring, energetic and lively, that's what vital means. And that's what Brother Joseph has been. He's been the life of the church. Uh, he's brought energy, amen, spiritual anointing every time he's called and come by and commented. And, and shared and partnered amen and I want you to know that amen that is a somber a somber time to see him depart California but now we have a place to go to in Carolina South Carolina and 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 we will be there we will do a video when we go to visit him once he's established there in our next travels amen uh, across from the west coast to the east coast and so I always wanted to share that because I wanted to give honor where honors due. Uh, I am losing a brother that's just right down the street that popped in. There was times where we had a standing uh, Thursday eleven o'clock coffee time. Uh, during these two year, two and a half years, it was vital to uh, my sustainability as a husband to be able to maintain and overcome the daunting reality that uh, uh, I, I would never have my wife here on this earth again. He was critical, vital, essential, and indispensable to the continuance of the life of this husband and father and man of God. And so I love you, brother Joseph and, 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 and Catherine that you guys, man are awesome. Uh, identifying factors of what true people of God are. And we know that, that your little city there is going to be impacted and you will bring an identifying factor of God's anointing, love, compassion and, and, and mercy and grace that you bring with you the moment you show up and the moment you start to speak people get to be introduced to the anointing compassion and love of the identifying factor of Jesus Christ in your life uh and so with me uh, church and those that know us uh let's pray for them amen uh off scene off father I just pray right now God that you bless them and give them travelers mercy but most of all uh That you give them favor as they make the last preparations over the next few days uh, until Thursday when they depart. And that you would give them favor over all that needs to be settled and done for your kingdom and for their home and for their family. In Jesus' name. Let's continue to pray for them off this and and, and believe, amen, for uh, what God will do for them. I love this man. He is a true brother. Another brother, uh, a brother from another mother. Uh, he has been such a blessing, and I will miss that time. Uh, but I look forward to uh, Zoom times and and, uh, and 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 interactive times uh, with his brother because I know it won't end. And so uh, I just wanted to share that with you. Uh, as you see, uh, hopefully they'll post uh, their travels and their journeys, and, and that's the reason why I am so honored as I shared that, even with uh, the message that when we're in relationship, we communicate and. I'm just so humbled and privileged that he would even find, one, a, a place to sow seed into financially, but also his time and his talent, but also his res- relationship to come and even say goodbye. I'm, I'm not saying that I doubted that, but I'm honored and privileged that we were uh, brethren in the body of what God's going to do where, he, where they now reside for the existence of their life So God calls them home. And so with that, amen, I share that because that's who you are to me. That's who you are to God. That's who you are to the kingdom of God. And so I pray that I'm I apologize for rambling on because it's supposed to be communicative and discussing it, uh, discussive. Uh, but I, wanted to share that with you. This is what's going on with me, uh, these days. And so Friday, thank God for Friday. Uh, but, uh, I, I now begin, amen, uh, this time. And once again, july will be impactful for my life as my dear brother who's been part of us for seven years he's one of the remaining individuals and families uh, that knew my wife when she was fully operating in the ministry uh, and and before she got sick he's a testimony to who we are the end up, as pastors who would bring the identification of this church because that's who the church is the church is who the pastor is and whoever the pastor is we bring that identification to the church, not the name, because we can bring a bad name to the name. We can bring a bad name to Praise Chapel or, or Calvary Chapel or any other name that we uh, pastor under uh, an independent name, River Church or whatever. Right, and so, but we as pastors, as the as the senior pastors, the lead leadership, we bring the identification to that church, and whoever we are, as those fivefold leaders or fivefold ministry leaders, we bring that identify the identifier of that church and so i pray that priest chapel has been identified by my integrity and my commitment and my faithfulness uh, to uh the teachings of the word of god and to the vision of Winbin and senator sin we're building we're winning people as i said these three and the, these three men joseph being the third um they were in need and although the other two are are, are, are lord willing uh You know, one of the brothers, amen, I pray that he's out there surviving. Uh, I know the other brother is. And uh, I can say the name of Brother Joseph because he has become an identifying factor of our church. And he had need, the need to release his gifts into the church. And so he fulfilled that that pastor teacher uh, gifting of the fivefold ministry for these past seven years into our church. And so uh, I'm grateful to that and thankful to that. And now I, we, 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 we we're the winning factor, the reaching factor, where he was able to come in. Uh, and as he said, he's learned and grown. So we were the win and teach, win and build, reach and teach, win and build. And although we're not planning him out of our church, as a ministry or as a
0: church, he's being sent.
1: Because we have had relationship. And so when and sin, reach, teach, and empower. He's empowered to make this journey, to uproot his family and leave California and go to the East Coast. And so in that, we go with him to see what God will do with him. God bless you this Friday. Uh, We pray that you have a powerful day-to-day and effective day-to-day and that you get, man, all that you desire and plan today amen, and that God gets the glory, and that you are effective in your job, your community, in your nation as a citizen, and uh, God bless you, amen, we love you, and like I said, I apologize for the rambling of this uh, podcast, number four, vital, Uh, but uh, this brother is vital still today to our church, he's vital to the ministries in Abilene, uh, as a, as a accountability partner to me, and so forth, and so on, so just because he's Moved in distance, doesn't relinquish that or or dilute that. Amen. So we love you, Orozco's uh, out of Grandora. Amen. Now of Carolina, Amen. Bringing that little bit of East uh, uh, Los, uh, North Hollywood. Come on, somebody. Rasa. Amen. Into South Carolina. Come on, somebody. Amen. In that spirit of uh, salvation of uh, Praise Chapel, that vision, wind, build, and send. It is still multiplying to the pastor of that North Hollywood church, amen. I don't even know if he's alive today, but uh, man, what vitality you have been uh, in that church. And so I challenge the church and even our fellowship that planting churches and pioneering churches uh, apostolically, which means being sent. I, I was sent here uh, uh, in a apostolic calling. Why? Because apostolic means to go, to be sent. I was sent here, and I've been sent into El Paso, sent into Abilene, and meant to God. So I want you to understand that it is effective still today, going out and planning a church, not just going under the identification of another ministry and being a, a part of that, but, but rather than, that is still a necessity. It is still an identifier of our fellowship. And, and vision that Mike Neville imparted. And today we're still living. And so J- brother Joseph is that byproduct. And, and And today we were a part of that journey. One plants, one waters, and one harvest. We were able to harvest his giftings and his fivefold ministry. And now today somebody else is going to be able to harvest that as he goes into Carolina. God bless you today. I'm gonna to be quiet. And end that, I'll do another video or another podcast later. Uh, be blessed. Amen. Brother Joe, my brother from another mother, until uh, we see again, uh, I, I dread that day on Thursday when you depart, but I, I'm joyfully celebrating with you guys. Travelers, mercies. God bless you.